0: You're listening to Foxgiven,
1: the one where we were on Distraction Pieces podcast with Scroobius Pip. Hi, Florence. Hey. Mm. Another exciting episode coming up for the curious fuckers.
0: Actually, really excited to show this one. Yeah, because this is Scroobius Pip, one of our childhood heroes. And he had us on his podcast, so he is interviewing us, which is really nice. It means that you guys get a little bit more of an insight between Florence and I and what we get up to behind the screen.
1: Yeah, because it's kind of different when someone interviews you. You You won't see this when we're just chatting generally and just having conversations. You get a deep dive into like how we started, why we do what we do. And all of that juicy stuff.
0: Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you love the Scrooviest Pip Vi, then go and follow his podcast.
1: Enjoy.
2: I'm here today with Florence Bark and Reed Amber. How are you both?
0: Hey. hey. Hi. We we sound so happy and that's just a pure <laughs> lie.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's different guesting on podcast than doing your own, isn't it? Because on your own you feel far more comfortable going you know what? I'm not feeling great. Or this or <laughs> yes. that. When you're guest, you know like, everything's wonderful. Thank you. How are
1: you? Yes, yeah, so good, so yeah. good. Really happy,
0: having <laughs> the best time of our lives right now. Um, no, just just we're going through it at the moment, Florence and I, with podcast stuff, and I'm having a bad mental health day. But you're right, when you go on someone else's podcast, you don't really think about saying this, although it did just sort of spill out. I feel like I can be honest with you. you Yeah,
2: you can be completely honest here. But you know what as well? I really find like the fake it till you make it thing. There's been points I've gone on a podcast feeling rough and come out feeling amazing because I've had to get into that mode. And then I'm like, oh, actually, this is all good and positive.
0: Yeah. honestly I swear sometimes the the podcast is therapy for us and we yeah. go on feeling sluggish yeah. and down and you're right you you crack a smile i mean the chemicals roll whether you believe it or not like they they're in there it's yeah. giving yeah. yourself that sort of hug and Believing that you are okay because we are okay. Yeah.
2: But yeah, it's
1: yeah. a it's a moment. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, hopefully this is going to be a positive experience.
1: I microdosed yesterday.
2: Oh, you microdosed yesterday. So yeah, so I'm help? feeling
1: like a little bit better. Yeah. 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 I, I microdosed this morning because I was like, I oh, this this sucks. I can't do another day of this. No. Nature's oh. antidepressant. I like to think. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. it. Well,
2: again, one of the things I I I. <laughs> I love about you guys and your podcast is your honesty. And I think you're really good examples, but we'll get into all of that because I made a note <laughs> yes. as well. I made a <laughs> note. Examples of what, though? Honestly, it's positive. This is going to be, <laughs> as, as you saw when I guested on yours, I'm just going to yes. shower you in praise the whole time. So oh, it's going to be a wonderful hour. It. Don't worry about that.
0: <laughs>
2: on so mo- like, I love it. I want to talk about your podcast. I want to talk about your whole lives and careers, r- really. But people usually plug stuff at the end of a podcast which Mm -hmm. statistically is where the least people are are listening so (laughs) right i want to kind of kick things off by talking a bit about your book because it's incredibly exciting i've heard about it on your podcast you uploaded some some preview audio recently and things like that yeah. Tell us about your book. How did it come about? What is it? And how ridiculously excited are you?
1: I'm very excited and nervous all at the same time. It's like this yeah. huge thing where it's like you've worked on something and put so much effort into it. And now mm. it's like people please like it (laughs) so the book is called this book will make you feel something and it's all about getting people talking and opening up about masturbation and connecting with their bodies and enjoying solo sex more we've got everything in the book from like tools to turn you on the stories 25 very sexy short erotic stories and then in between each story we have tips techniques we've got a whole anatomy section we've got breath work we've got (laughs) butt stuff like everything that's going to heighten your experience
2: yeah I love it It, I think it's such a good idea like it feels like sexting but without having to have a the dickhead on the <laughs> other end of the of the conversation. Yes. Like, Having to rely on another human yeah. that you're then going to yeah. have to feel some kind of weirdness over. It's, yeah, You've got your private collection.
0: Florence read out a sneak preview of it yesterday for us on the podcast and it was of the sheriff and the bandit. And oh, oh my <laughs> goodness. I was like, don't stop reading. I need more. Like, give me more. Give I cannot wait more. to have this book in my hands. It is, It is going to make you feel something
1: the exciting part of it as well is that the the stories have been written in a certain way to leave it open to whoever's reading it, their imagination to come up with who the characters are. I've left out any descriptors really of the people. So you can really kind of put yeah. what turns you on into these people, mm-hmm. which is quite exciting because it's not really been done before in erotica because uh. it's always quite like character led. Yeah, um, But here it's just like, this is horny lead. Like, it's just <laughs> going to turn you on.
2: I love it. I think it's <gasps> such a great thing as well, because particularly because of the digital age, sex and sexuality... Or, or porn I guess tends to focus so much on the physical on exactly mm-hmm. what you're being presented with whereas I think and again we have that in our minds as humans as well you you, you think you're going to meet up and have sex with someone it's all about the physical but there's so much yeah. that's about the mental and the mind and the brain and the set and the setting and all these other things that play huge parts in it that we ignore a lot of the time because it's like mm-hmm. we're going to have sex there's going to be this and there's going to be that and yeah I love this that you've You've essentially removed the physical from this because it's it's putting it all into your head as such,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I love just being turned on in my mind as well, yeah. like I've always been yep. a huge fan of erotica. Mm-hmm. I think when I like first, I think it all started with Twilight. And that kind of like (laughs) horny teenage angst in that book. And suddenly I was like, oh my God, vampires. And then True... (laughs) Do you remember when True Blood came out on TV? And it was like, what the hell did I just watch? That was like the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Like, let alone on TV, where my mum was in the same room watching it as well. (laughs) My my
2: second ever acting gig was with Vampire Bill, which isn't his real name, but I refused (gasps) to to call him anything other than Vampire Bill. The whole time we were working Ew.
1: together. So good. So good. Yeah, that was amazing. That was so I completely good. agree.
2: That was that was a real sh- sh- show for me. I think it was the f- yeah. it was one of the first points that I became comfortable. Appreciating the male form as such, I mm, mean, yeah. or accepting that so because I am great. kind of depressingly heterosexual, but there's still <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't kind of just and again, everyone in that mm. Eric and Bill and everyone, and Eric. yeah, <laughs> Jesus, his brother was the one that because Basically. he was playing an absolute idiot, yeah, if then he'd take yeah. his shirt off, and I'd be like. So what's this wow. idiot got to say? What do we, what's going on here? I need, I need to hear more from this this idiot. It's like, this is so weird because it's not a sexual attraction, but it's mm. definitely a physical attraction and appreciation. Which yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It's so hard to know the difference between an actual attraction and appreciation. They can mould so closely together, and I think that's why a lot of people get scared when it comes to sexuality. If they're, if mm. people are so set in their ways, they see something that might, you know, challenge that, and mm. a lot of people just. That you shut it out or repress yeah. it. And that's even more dangerous because it always comes up to bite you in the ass <laughs> later. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: So so you kind of touched upon the nerves there, Florence. And it's an interesting one because so much of what we create in general in the modern world is disposable content and i don't mean that as a negative thing like we put a pod Mm. we we record a podcast we put the podcast out it's done there's another Mm -hmm. one next week we then do another so it's all building but it is seen as it happens and then it's gone like we do it with tv all the time now because it all comes out in one go there'll be this huge show that we've been waiting for we'll watch it all in one weekend and then it's over so this is something that isn't like podcasting where you record it it's out it's on to the next one this is something that you've had to work on for so long, and then you get to go, here it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So you need to kind of make sure that you revel in it, at least, I guess, in going, oh, look what I've done.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying really hard to Mm -hmm. sit in that appreciation. I think that when when it's going to come is when people are actually reading it and I'm getting like proper feedback from Mm -hmm. everyone, because I think it's quite hard at this point, is that I've heard, you know, my publisher's really big it up to me and stuff like that, but I'm like, yeah, but you're like, that's you're like the parents to. saying that <laughs> yeah. to their child, you know, Doesn't the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, I'm really excited to hear what everyone thinks, really, mm. and then I can be like, oh, you know what, I did a, I did a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, go, go me. Although you should be saying I did a good job even before it's out. You should be proud yeah. of the work that you've done, yeah. regardless of what anyone else says. <laughs> yeah. Hard though, almost impossible to I'm do so that. Hard. Why on, is it so hard?
2: On my record label, we would always do like a celebratory meal when we kind of either submitted the artwork or got the physical copies rather than the release day. Because as soon as the release day comes, you can't help but be checking... Sales numbers, yeah. uh, likes, all these other different things that aren't the important bit. The important bit is what you've created and what you've mm-hmm. done. And again, I saw that's true the box of them arriving for you and things like that. It's like that's fucking is that's that that's amazing. And yeah, that, that should be a celebration already.
1: Yeah, that when when I finally like held the physical copy, that was really cool because. Mm-hmm everything just feels like it's in this weird like internet world until you're holding it in your actual palms. And I think that's kind of what you said earlier is that the work we do doesn't do that like we've mm. never like held our work before yeah. like it's always just like yeah. on our mobile phones on our laptops in our ears like there's never been a physical copy of what we've put all this hard work into mm. so that's that's something that's super cool and like being able to just give it out and like gift it to people is also really really nice to be like look i did this like you can have it
2: <laughs> It feels more legitimate, right? I like I, mm. I, I put numerous albums out and like toured the world, but then when I got to do my first book, I felt like a kind of see I. I it, it yes, is a real I job. A I am actually <laughs> doing something. This is this is proper. I was like done all this yeah. other stuff that I should be patting myself on the back for, but that it just feels more grown up, doesn't it, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm an author. I'm an yeah. author. I'm a real boy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird? It's got some kind of like academic cred to it. It's like yeah. almost like doing a doctorate and getting a PhD. It's like I yeah. wrote a book. It's mm. it's got that kind of level of authority in I guess in the intellectual world.
2: Yeah, yeah, completely.
0: It, it shouldn't be
1: like that Because exactly like what, what sound, the other Reed. stuff
0: we do Is just as valuable But yeah. It's, yeah. I think Is that our upbringing? Is that us going through school And everything being directed And guided by books And, and you know we do our dissertation from books And we, we learn from yeah. books And now that's all sort of changing We're not in school mm. now Where it's really normal to have laptops And yeah. be on your phones And yeah, maybe it's just like, it's almost like looking at, I don't know, we've been brought up with this being the ultimate, the pioneer of everything. Yeah, yeah it's odd. <laughs> it's
2: how we consume as well, right? Like no one gives yeah. a, like a podcast as a gift, but they give a book as a gift or they give, <laughs> you know, true, a DVD yeah. as a gift and yeah. things like this, so it feels more physical and 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 real. But I, th- I think yeah. it's interesting. And again, it's mm-hmm. something I think you guys will have a, a view on because you've been making content for a long time. I think it was really interesting during the pandemic because everyone started making podcasts and everyone realized how hard it is to make and maintain and continue doing podcasts. So Mm -hmm. it kind of, it suddenly felt like people have been doing it for a long time and been doing all sorts of content for a long time. I like you guys suddenly had, Everyone else going, oh no, actually, this takes a lot of work. Yeah. Doesn't it? This is actually really hard to do this. It kind of yeah, added yeah. a bit of credibility in that respect that was nice.
1: Although I do feel like it was completely saturated yeah. with podcast over yeah. that time. It was and how now, many lasted?
2: How many lasted? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. But yeah. it's left this residue of being a podcast host isn't a proper okay. job. Yeah. yeah and I, I guess really so. feel like I feel embarrassed now when someone. Ask me what I do and I'm like oh I have a podcast because I'm like mm. oh yeah like everyone has a podcast
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I'm like no legit
2: it's like, <laughs> like that it's I, I mean job. that must have been the worst period where you've got a podcast and you're re- writing a book because writing a book mm. is very different from having written a book because oh, it's such yeah. an easy yeah. thing to so many people are writing a book so yeah that must have been a bad period where you feel completely illegitimate and I'm. Un- Incredible! <laughs> it's like no, it's real. It's all real. I swear. We real.
0: saw we saw the same thing with OnlyFans, right? Through lockdown, OnlyFans was popping off everywhere, and it was suddenly like, but wait, like we've been doing this for a while. It's actually really hard work, and then you're getting all your mates complain to you, like, oh my god, like you have to do this and do that, and it's like, yeah, man, yeah. it's a lot of fucking work. It Being was a also, sex worker is a lot of work. work. It's yeah. so
2: weird. Like, there's been times I've posted about sex work, and mm-hmm. people have tried to argue. And they've been shocked when I've said things like sex workers pay taxes. and That that should be the most (laughs) obvious thing but it's like (laughs) because they'll always argue oh well if sex workers work then so is drug dealing or whatever else. No, 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 that's illegal i mean i would argue it is work because i think it should be legal so but you know yes yeah, in, yeah, in, in the current certainly. situation mm-hmm. it's illegal they're not paying taxes so you can't conflate, conflate. that that's not the same mm-hmm. thing it's it's a ridiculous argument but but reed speaking of 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 that period and that thing the first time i came across you was in a channel four documentary that my friend alex simwise was doing
0: my <laughs> hey, awesome. love to alex
2: it was how to make it on only fans and I was really excited to watch this because sex work is something that has been documented or had documentaries about it so often but so rarely are sex workers having access to the final edit and how it comes across right. like Louis mm-hmm. Theroux is one he's been on here he's one of my favorite documentary makers I don't think he yeah. did the subject justice I don't think he, he did a did good it job on it terribly yeah anything and again, with I think he's sex amazing in, but it's just because yeah. he's not in that world well, well, very... So
0: very BBC yeah. about it, isn't he? It? It's like, oh, oh, I don't know about that.
2: Oh. Exactly. So, 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 how was that to be involved in? Or was there any nerves? Because I said there's been loads of really bad sex work documentaries that probably started yeah. with the best intentions, mm-hmm. but then instantly go to they're broken and they're drug addicted and they're, they're you know, they're they're trying <laughs> yep. to get through something and all these other things. And it's like they try and find the X Factor sob story, but w- without the love and heart that they give an X Factor sob story. They try to find it as a <laughs> here's their dark past kind of thing and now Every now time. they're driven to this mm-hmm. rather than what it can be, which is something that people enjoy and are good at and yeah, so how was that to be part of and what was your approach?
0: I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the reason why people justify sex work, they have to justify it somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Because most people couldn't imagine doing it. They couldn't do that from themselves. Maybe they have bad experiences with sex or the idea of having sex with a stranger is not okay. So justifying it by saying mental health problems or it must mm-hmm. be just for the money or, you know, daddy issues or they want to be famous and celebrity or anything like that. You know, I wasn't that nervous before working with any TV production team. You, you have a meeting and you really lay out what they have in mind. There has been a few documentaries I've been involved with, which has been, yeah, okay. But this one was really female-led uh, sex worker-led, there was a lot of positivity around it from the start, which was just so nice to see. Everything was done in a good light, even though it ended up on Gogglebox and people were going, ah, what? She's shaking her feet? Like, really <laughs> confused, because they focused on my my foot fetish side of my sex work my foot worship side yeah and i would say that i'm a foot fetish expert or specialist yeah. even maybe not expert i don't know i don't know that much <laughs> but,
2: but that's what was great about it because again it is the kind of thing that particularly when the pandemic hits mm-hmm. people think oh well if i can make thousands selling pictures of my feet i'll do yeah. that and that was the beauty of this thing because it was alex Simwise was picking three people who are new to sex work and taking mm-hmm. them through and saying, Look, here's what you actually here's what it might be, here's the work that has to go into it, and kind of so it wasn't just a, again. The name I thought was salacious and probably panicked a lot of, of, of I'm sex so workers. Can
0: I just answer my door? Yes, go ahead, go it. ahead. Thank go you. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the classic doorbell,
2: the classic doorbell, <laughs> it has to come in there. Well, I mean, while Reed's away, let's keep talking, Florence, because I think. One of the things that I always have to remind myself is so many of the general public aren't familiar with the term sex work. And sex work covers so so many different things. People think sex workers are full-service sex work or what the Mm -hmm. papers would probably call prostitutes or whatever else, which, again, so many terms that have derogatory histories. But sex work can cover basically anything in the sex industry, right? It can be literature. It can be content creation, any of these things, podcasting, you know.
1: Yeah, it really, really could be. And there's like this, I think since everything went online, there's so many different avenues of sex work that you can go down as well. Because you've got like, kind of just being like a glamour model, I would say is like teetering on the edge of the industry. And then you've got all the OnlyFans creators. And then you have like the people on TV as well, which Reed used to do before she did the... Um, Only fans saying that the TV stuff was like another avenue of sex work as well, and all the different types of avenues that there are that people don't know about when you just say the word sex work.
2: There's been Mm -hmm. so I I I was dating a sex worker for a long time, and I'd happily tell my family what they did for a living and Mm. friends and things like that. But there would always be that thing of, oh, no, hang on, I need to explain what sex work is here. Because as soon as I'm saying I'm dating a sex worker, they're assuming a certain thing, which, again, there's nothing wrong with that either. There's no shame Mm -hmm. in that. But it's like, well, to do my partner justice i need to be clear on what they do so that you know that's all open and 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 clear as such but yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah what well, so sex work term. is the um it is sex work is the umbrella term and that yeah. covers so much you know it could be anything from full service sex work mm-hmm. to all the way to just accepting a gift on Amazon because you've sent them a, yes. a foot pick.
1: you know yes. it's financial it's, domination stuff
0: it's anything you know I think yeah. a lot of people just jump to the big stuff that we've seen in the media in the movies and like oh yeah having having sex on a dirty mattress in a barren room and and it's like, that's that's not the reality of a lot of sex workers' lives. Absolutely no. not. That's extreme. Yeah, sure, makes a good story. Love to see it. But it paints a really bad picture of what sex workers are like. I think people just get so butthurt that people are there putting their selves in a situation that they couldn't see themselves in. They mm. just don't understand yeah. it. That, that's the that's the main issue with sex workers. Everyone feels like they have a right to comment on what somebody wants to do with their own body.
2: The, the yeah. beauty is, though, there's so many good memes and stuff these days to just shoot down all of these arguments. And the one I yeah. saw most recently was, how come making sexual content in my own home comfortably is selling my body, but mm-hmm. my 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 granddad, who can't walk now because he worked in a factory his whole life and had no yep. healthcare and has... Damage his, he's not selling his body, despite the fact his job has literally destroyed his body. And I'm quite literally laying down and enjoying myself. So yes. we're all selling
1: our bodies
0: yeah. in yeah. various different do. ways, right? Yeah. yeah. But people just can't put two and two together when it's to do with sex. It's mm. like, I guess they they can't understand or see that their kind of intimacy might not be the same as somebody else's kind of intimacy you know like yeah. and what sex work gives me is is like a drug you know it's it's not it's not comprehensible I also think that there's something to be said for why people talk about money in sex work. Every time I and I I've, this happens a lot. If I talk, if I say I'm a sex worker, they're like, "Oh yeah, but the money's good." Oh, how much do you make? I was at a sex party and some guy was like, "Yeah, how much do you make a month on OnlyFans?" And I was like, "Whoa." Who are you? I, like, it was. I was like, <laughs> if I was in any other industry, any other profession, you would never ask how much I make. Mm. But because I'm a sex worker, you feel like it's okay and acceptable to justify what I'm doing with money. You know, mm. oh well, you know, it must be for the money. It's like, no, you know what? It might not be for any money. I might not make any money on this. I might do all this all for free, and that's okay too. But it is really nice getting the cash on the side. I do really um, fucking um, love that part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, let's jump to the 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 teased compliment at the start. Like one of the reasons <laughs> I love you 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 guys existing, being mm-hmm. in 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 the social domain is. I do think you're really good at showing people that their view or opinion, which I think, again, consciously or subconsciously is so often negative of people in the sex work industry, in any area of it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: proving them wrong. Because you, you're you there every week being articulate, intelligent, open, and, you know, filthy when you choose to be, as <laughs> as is your yeah. right. But also speaking <laughs> about your mental health and focusing on therapy and Things like this, and and being balanced people, but not not the false perfect version of a balanced person. Mm-hmm. Like you're allowed to be flawed. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to have ups and downs. Yeah. And I think it's really important to have that kind of representation because I think most people couldn't listen to your podcast and have the and and end up still having the assumptions that they maybe have prior to it. I think that with all mm. prejudices, like everyone I see who's transphobic, I'm like dude, get some transmates.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. you'll see how
2: unscary they are and how they're not this mm-hmm. big threat and this and that. And same with every s- sexuality or race. It feels like it's mm-hmm. the fear of the unknown. So yeah. I love that. So I've just gone off on a just a complimentary tangent there, but, um, <laughs> but just speaking on that on that documentary and on sex work in general, because mm-hmm. I think the Money Shot documentary was another one on Netflix. <gasps> we we love that.
0: that.
1: So it good. It's a good job,
2: right? Of, of so kind good. of opening up and going right. What you used to know about the porn industry, which was often exploitation and bad situations mm. and abuse that changed in the only fans era and again yeah. we're not painting only fans as heroes here because they've been <laughs> no nope. at points but they, they, it. they're kind of the known one in that transition to the, m- the models or content creators being the ones who get paid mm-hmm. rather than some yeah. studio or some you know Outside false So how do you feel That has been For the industry And for for sex workers I guess
0: Well I can't fault OnlyFans They came up with A really great idea Mm -hmm. And the sex industry The adult industry Jumped on it And made them Who they are which is why I find it so why we find it so frustrating that they're not really that supportive of sex workers in fact they've shown us time and time again that they are trying really hard to make it not a sex worker platform and they're Mm -hmm. embarrassed of us and you know, they they changed all the the rules and regulations on there to really separate the sex workers from the people making gym content or cooking videos, which, you know what, you can get that all free
1: on YouTube and yes. it doesn't sell as good <laughs> as erotic content.
0: Of
2: course not.
1: Yeah, I don't know why people would really be subscribing to the other channels on OnlyFans. Unless they really love someone. I'm sure they do. If it's a celebrity, because that was the idea,
0: right? It was a celebrity doing normal stuff and you wanted to pay for that extra insight. Oh, yeah. And you can like like,
1: DM them and like maybe get like an actual message or like. Even though it's a whole team kind of way. On
0: the end speaking back at you kind yeah. of thing. It's or, not, or, not really yeah. necessarily
2: there. I, I got approached to start an OnlyFans account for yes. podcast stuff and all mm-hmm. that, but turned it down because of the the indication that they're trying to push sex yeah. workers out because it's, yeah. not, it's not right. But it's worth touching upon. Again, I was excited to come on your podcast, but I'm excited to have you yes. guys here because the sex work conversation and or, or the sex positive conversation
0: Mm. Or sex honest is the better term. Sex honest, yeah. Sex
2: honest conversation, 100%. It's really important... But it's also important to pop up in places people might not expect, if you know what I mean. Because because yeah. there's certain people who won't be looking <laughs> yeah. for a sex on his podcast. So it's kind of his wilds, like let's ram it in their face here, and and they can't yeah. escape. Yeah. Like, oh, made you
0: learn and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> again.
2: It's why I keep jumping to thinking, right? We need to explain more stuff, like we did with the term mm-hmm. sex work. But again, one of the mm-hmm. big fears that people have because of the way the media has conflated the two is that mm-hmm. sex trafficking. Is in any way part of sex work, or yep, or, so frustrating. or any of these things? Like, no, the work part should be clear that that means it's legal. Again, mm-hmm. again, that's the thing there. It's yeah. legal. It's consensual. It's, it's people it's agreeing choice. to do something. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. Sex trafficking is illegal. That's not part of sex work. Every no. sex worker wants to have that stopped and 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 beaten down. But time yeah. and time again, the efforts to stop that have number one made it harder to catch those people, and number yep. two made it harder. And less safe. I mean, we can talk about foster and sister and that kind of less oh safe God, for yeah. sex workers. Because, mm. and again, it's it's really tough. Because I'll talk about this with friends who are sex workers, and I'll not try and play devil's advocate, but I'll try and point out that a lot of the people pushing for these restrictions do have. Good intentions, if you know what I mean. The, again, the they the, the big the too. big people organising it are all all religious nutters, but there will be a lot <laughs> yeah. of there will be a lot of yeah. good people who just think, well, if we can stop one person being trafficked, mm-hmm. then it's and things like that, and it's yeah, not realising it, that yeah. it's not actually a crossover. These two no. things aren't; they don't actually help. It's the opposite.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Um, I think it was called like Jane Doe or something Mm on Netflix Mm. that came out at the same time as all the Foster Sester stuff. And it was basically a propaganda film towards that bill being passed. Right. And they got loads of celebrities. I think Amy Schumer was in it. um, Whoa. To back this like, you know, anti-human trafficking thing. Mm -hmm. But it just made the whole thing this like huge sob story about um, human trafficking when... That really wasn't what Foster Sester was going to help with. At no. All. It was opposite. such a scary time. Um, I remember I was working at Vice back at the time and I was doing a lot of like little documentaries while trying to because it was mm-hmm. so hard to get my female voice out there, mm-hmm. especially talking about sex work at even such a woke company as Vice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went on a sex workers protest in Hollywood. And there was one in London, which Reed was at as well. Yeah. And yeah, it was a scary time because they took away all of the safety precautions online that sex workers were using to keep them safe and to find work without being on the street, mm-hmm. right? But then the crazy thing is, is, that, is that them taking this away actually took away the access from the police to actually find the sex traffickers. The real life sex traffickers were harder to find Mm -hmm. because of this bill, because they're no longer on the online world, but they're on the deep dark web that's Mm -hmm. even harder to get access to. And on the street, Actually, just picking people up who are sex workers who are now trying to get by
0: because
1: yeah. uh, they can't advertise on backpage or any of those sites anymore because those being taken down.
2: And they can't pre vet and pre and, and yeah. kind of check before they go Have and meet the people. Rating system, like yeah.
1: yeah, like adult people work died. has the
0: rating system, yeah. 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 And, and it's the same in the UK, you know, they, they say, oh, sex work is legal, but it isn't. It's very, it's very confusing and convoluted. If I have an experience and I don't feel safe doing sex work from my home or from a hotel room, and I bring in another sex worker friend to, to be there to make me feel safe, mm-hmm. she can also do sex work at the same time. If someone there is violent towards us, When we're both in the same place, it means that they can go to the police and say, we were using this space as a brothel and we could get faced with being arrested or prosecuted because we wanted to be in the same space. It turns Mm -hmm. it into a brothel, which means people can come along and be violent with us in the hope that they're going to get away with it because we just wanted to feel safe and and maybe do sex work from the same place or if we're doing like a, a double a, a double session that can also be seen well that is technically illegal yeah. under the UK's eyes and and we could we could go to prison for it
2: and it's crazy it's cons- consenting adults and it's it's safety it's why mm-hmm so many things need to be legalisation rather than decriminalisation because legalisation means yeah. that... Because, again, I don't think that it should just be a free-for-all mm-hmm. on the internet or in, in the real world. There there should be safety measures and regulation mm-hmm. and all these kind of things, but that happens yeah. when you f- f- fully accept it as an industry and as an acceptable work yeah. rather than this hidden little thing that you're mm-hmm. kind of saying, well let's stop them doing this or stop them doing yeah. that and
0: sex workers want to get rid of the traffickers we want to help but the way the way that it's been processed or the way that we've been made to feel about it is that we can't even report it without fearing our own safety mm. which is what makes it so so awful i don't understand why people are creating these laws and putting in foster foster and not actually asking the sex workers what's best and what's the safest and what's the best solution it's always just these big stuffy people think thinking they know what's best, but it ends up fucking everything up and making they things more care. unsafe. Yeah. They literally don't care about sex workers. Mm-hmm. We're, we're seen as expendable. You know, we're not actually yeah. real humans. We're, we're dehumanised well, because, because of the sex work part.
1: Yeah. And that's why so many sex workers are murdered because yeah. people literally don't see sex workers as real people
0: mm. yeah and we you know what like I, I'll put my hands up and say when I'm watching porn yes I don't want to actually think that they are real people I'm there within a fantasy yeah, and yeah, I like course. that fantasy realm that, that with the fantasy stuff that you watched
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah the stuff that I watch I definitely don't want to think they're real people <laughs> um, but this is why I make sure I, I go to like porn production houses like kink where I know that it's safe and I know that there are yeah. before yeah. conversations after conversations but like we we like that we don't really want to know that this person might have children or that person might be like studying to go to college. We actually just want to be there to get a knot off, and that's also okay. But mm. it's just like going to the cinema. We go to the cinema and we still recognise that we can be suspended in the belief for the time being of the film. But leave going like, oh yeah, I wonder what Brad Pitt's up to these days. You know, yeah. and we we get that. Why can't we do that with porn? We we yeah. can have a yeah. healthy balance, but we don't we don't see. Or we don't learn about
1: it at school. I feel yeah. like I'd like to know what the sex workers were up to after their their films. Like, yeah. if they're going to college, if they're you know getting a, their PhD, like mm. that's really fucking cool. I'd rather wank to you than someone that <laughs> didn't have a PhD. You know, like no, that's not that's not true. That's, that's also bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's really tough because of the stigmas around sex work. So so many sex workers have to have. Here's my sex work profile. Yeah. And here's my real life, if you even have a yeah. real life representation. The and that's, is a, there. And that's yeah. such a shame. And again, I get it for mm-hmm. safety and other things, but it's the stigma around, again, not even just sex works, sex in general. And I think that's why podcasts like yours are so important because it can be an open and free discussion and education on a lot of things. And there will be laughter, and you will. Regularly pull each other up on things and say, mm-hmm. "No, actually, we should. That's not actually how how we should be looking at that." And 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 that's beautiful because. The only thing I enjoyed about the whole only fans thing was the fact that they did back down on it, and that's so rare for a big company. Right? And again, yeah. I love, I love that in politicians when they go, mm-hmm. you know what, I fucked up. Let's yeah. go back to this. You know, that's a positive thing that they went. And again, people argue it's because they were about to lose all their money. Good, they learned yeah, the power of fine. the sex workers. They learned yeah. that yeah. the sex workers were holding their wallet literally. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. love that they backed down in that and went, mm-hmm. no, actually it's all good but yeah I think that's I think that's important in discussion on all these things that and again people get too scared in society now that you they'll get scared of certain topics because they don't know everything about it and they're worried that they'll say something wrong and people will jump on them and things like that and it's why I like the the conversational or no kind of the friendship nature of your podcast that it's Mm. two friends chatting rather than you know there will be genuinely educational bits there's loads I've learned and there's loads like (laughs) that and and there's loads of, of laughter and fun as well but that's kind of key so so can you tell me a little bit about how about the history of 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 come curious and of of fucks given how did did you 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 two come together what was your motivation i guess
0: oh uh, yeah our origin story is great yeah we um we met each other on a porn set First time A very meeting each other, dodgy little porn set as in fuck. Bone. Like, <laughs> Someone should have taken those motherfuckers to court. Yeah. But um we, we did young. take them to the police right before we left. Yeah, you did, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was that was like through the threats you were getting down the phone. That was on another level. Like, oh, but yeah, from, just from horrific from the dark black clouds, there was the silver lining of of meeting each other. And yeah. um I needed someone to move in with me and Florence was commuting from Brighton so she ended up moving in and we just all we did was talk about sex we clicked instantly mm it was just most evenings we were there drinking a cup of tea in our dressing gowns and we were both like well we both have creative film backgrounds you know like we both went to uni we both did this like why don't we start filming ourselves talking about this no one's doing yeah. this online mm-hmm. this was nine years ago yeah. when no one was talking about sex online I mean most you got was like the odd what? sex toy blogger yeah um, there were that, that was like you know no one ha- oh yeah there were people but they no one that would put their faces yeah. and their names so boldly Out there, being like, "Yeah, we're going to talk about anal. We're going to talk about BDSM, um, and see what happens." And kind of just started
1: from there. We knew that we needed to show our faces to actually eradicate the shame because Mm -hmm. I think we saw all these anonymous bloggers out there, and we were like, "Well, they're not." doing anything to eradicate the shame because they're not showing their face, which means they are, in turn, partly ashamed of what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as... It's
2: only sex workers who have secret diaries. (laughs) uh, Everyone else, they're on the front page and they're they're getting a deal with the Daily Mail to have sections of their diary publicised there. And it's like, no. But when it's sex workers, it's the secret diaries of of this...
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah and we we have been talking about so many things that have just made us feel so comfortable with ourselves that i don't think i spoke to as honestly and openly with anyone else apart from yeah. when i met reed which was just like yeah, discharged nipple hairs like the bdsm the, porn that that we watched, stuff. the yeah. fantasies we had like the fucked up
0: fantasies we had that we had kept buried deep down we were like can't tell anyone that and then yeah we could tell each other and the relief and the the feeling you get when you're talking to somebody that actually
1: knows and understands what you feel it made is us like, yeah. feel confident and yeah. comfortable in our bodies and we we just thought well if this is how having these conversations make us to feel mm-hmm. we can spread this message yeah. we can spread just like joy. start talking about it and oh my god our first videos on youtube were like the most awkward <laughs> shy like unedited we never really sat in front of the camera un-builded. before
0: yeah, but like as as time went on and and what was the turning point for for the YouTube channel was just the feedback we got. We got a lot of negativity as well, but the feedback it's the positive YouTube. feedback there will yes.
2: be, <laughs> YouTube is one of the is the
0: worst oh place for the God. negative feedback. You'd yeah. I'd be surprised. I, I put my first
2: thing on YouTube recently in years because I've stopped doing mm. most music stuff, but I had this little thing I did and I genuinely as I was uploading I was like am I going to oh. leave the comments on or off? I was like, if I turn <laughs> yeah. them off, it's yeah. not going to get any reach whatsoever. But do I give a fuck? Because this is, and I, I end up leaving them on and everyone's been lovely so far. But That's it's yeah. purely because of that, purely because of in the past going, mm-hmm. oh, I'll check how this thing I'm really proud of has done. Mm-hmm. And there's someone just calling me a cunt.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've cool. been—we've okay. literally been. Told <laughs> we've had that death someone murder us. Yeah. We should be raped. We should be raped. Like, like
0: everything, it's been all all encompassing. But yeah, it was through again through the horribleness. We got really incredible positive messages. We had one girl maybe from over in Scandinavia that was like I've just been through a really abusive relationship and I was I was thinking about suicide until I saw your channel and you changed everything for me and that was yeah. like a a real memorable turning point where we were both like oh fuck this isn't just helping people feel more confident this is like self-acceptance and getting over a lot of shit that they've been through and anti-shame yeah. anti-shame yeah and it was I mean it's been a, a roller coaster, beautiful relationships since then <laughs> and we made the we made the podcast which has even spread more yeah. into more people's ears, but yeah, we're still we're still doing it and still facing a lot of the same issues we did before with uh censorship and demonetization Always. and not not being supported enough with like on our platforms. And yeah, it's just, it is still a constant battle. Even nine years later, it's still a constant mm. battle.
2: I mean, how yeah. do you find that? Because you guys are proper on point with your branding, with your clips, with everything else. I think you do a really good job on the production side, yet you're trying to talk about sex on Instagram. <laughs> which... <laughs> is a really tough thing. So how does that kind of hit you to put all this work into making everything look dope and then knowing that one wrong word in the title or in the caption could mean that no one sees this? You know, it's such a weird... Yeah.
0: I feel like situation. I could cry, you know? Like yeah. yeah, it's so frustrating. It's we tried really hard to not censor ourselves. I think that mm-hmm. that's what we, we want to be as authentic as possible. That was and, the and, point,
1: right? Or yeah. from the very beginning it was like we're the ones that are going to say this shit and we're just going to say it loud and proud and mm-hmm. we know it's going to affect and like people are going to hear it in a be different way if we are just like, honest. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, and it will enlighten people and empower people all at the same time and I think that's why it's been such a slow burn because we haven't bent ourselves to fit the Instagram rules and we haven't bent ourselves to like we got I don't say fired but Acast turned around was like sorry we can't do advertising with you guys anymore because of the content really yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and we're just like, oh Talk fuck! Here. Like, what, what do we do? And luckily, yeah. there are other places that we could go to, but we we face that time and time again. Even just having "fuck" as "fuck's given" the podcast title, but it's still "f asterisks asterisks k." Yeah, that can still be impossible to search, and it doesn't come up automatically. And we've had to change the name to come "curious" just to be able to be found. To
2: be found easier, yeah, of course.
0: So yeah, it's it's been it's a constant battle. that that is hard it is hard for us Um, and we go through waves of
1: yeah we've we are, we really love the success that we have had, and I think last year we won an award for being sex yes. and relationship content creators at the of the year at the Blogosphere Awards.
0: Amazing. And that
1: was like one of the first times that we really felt that we did have the recognition for all the work that we had done right. because we put a lot of stuff out there. And we we're vulnerable, we and I think that means that you put like double the amount of energy mm-hmm. out into the world, and we do feel like sometimes we don't get anything back yeah the recognition that we deserve <laughs> you know like, it... like cuz we're not able to fund ourselves like we we have mm-hmm. to like the the truth of it is that we do our sex work only fan stuff on the sides to fund our lives because to this doesn't this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this
0: doesn't. I don't think we've paid ourselves in like what six months' time. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't earned a dime. No, it, madness, we've actually lost money in that time. Like, yeah, we lost money. It's madness because oh.
2: again, you you only have to browse the replies and comments on your mm. Instagram or on your YouTube and see the amount of people who are loving the content you're doing, who yeah. are benefiting from the content that you're doing. So it really is a shame, and I think it's really interesting on the Instagram thing because it makes me think of the first time in the music industry. I accepted that sometimes you have to make concessions. And it was,
0: mm.
2: we had like a second or third single out and they wanted to do a radio edit. And I was always like, I grew up on on punk bands and that. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I ain't doing a radio edit on this. And, and our, our radio plugger kind of explained, was like, look, the album is your work of art. Mm-hmm. It's now my job to get as many people to that album as possible. And it's yes. the same with yeah. your podcast. cunning. I mean, the podcast mm. can be completely unfiltered and uncensored. But you can game the algorithm over on Instagram to get people to that. Like if you have yeah. to, at points, do ones that aren't as as salacious or aren't mm-hmm. as, as this or that or, or as slightly censored, then you can make that work because it's leading to here's where, you know, it's all pointing in that direction, if you know what I mean. So it's weird where you have to choose to make those concessions and,
0: yeah. and see what yeah. works, I guess. It's tough. It's a tough choice because it feels like you're losing a part of yourself or part yeah. of your identity yeah. when you're hiding that Um, But you're right. It's unfortunately like this is the world that we live in. And to get people to get to the good stuff, to who we really are, we do have to censor ourselves and chop little bits out and be a little bit more careful. I wish it wasn't the way, but it's almost no point being angry at it and, you know, like giving that time and energy. We just it's just something we have to accept and try and change for the future. And I, I think it's getting there. I think it's getting there. I just <laughs> yeah,
2: want to add and clarify that mm. I've been with Acast since they started and since I started, and that's so mm. disappointing to hear that, yeah. that you've had to go away from that. That's it's crazy because yeah. again, it's it's like it feels like all things like like again as we've talked about OnlyFans. OnlyFans hit problems when they got successful. Because suddenly yep. there's there's big people with money who are going, well, we're not sure about that. It's like, no, nah, yeah. fuck that. Oh, the, don't the want point, to
0: back the sex. The, the
2: point of podcasts is that they have that f- freedom. I've given this example loads, but it feels relevant because of sex trafficking. I did an episode mm-hmm. years ago with a young lady who had been brought to this country in under s- sex trafficking, and yeah. it was fucking heartbreaking. It was in collaboration with Comic Relief or, or mm-hmm. one of those, and they ended up kind of washing the hands of it because... Oh, really? We, 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 we had this conversation and it was, honestly, it was heart-wrenching. She mm. was crying, I was crying. Oh, my but God, yeah. it was her story in her words. So I refused to edit any of it. I mm. cleared with her, but I refused to edit any of it because it's an uncomfortable l- lesson. But editing her words is kind of saying to her that she's done something wrong. Yeah. And she'd just come to terms with the fact that everything that had been d- done to her was not her fault was not her mm-hmm. doing something wrong it's the fucking horrible people that did this stuff so yeah. we put that episode out it didn't end up get get getting pushed as part of the big campaign mm. but it got nominated for a humanitarian award thing because uh-huh. it was this it, it was this real it was so raw and it was it really made me Realise the importance of podcasts. That mm-hmm. it, it is that platform where, and again, to a fault at points, because there's a load of people saying horrible shit on podcasts that is damaging. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's the same with YouTube. It's a tough yeah. one. Like like you can kind of do what you want, but that has its good and its bad. But the good's really important because the bad is going to yeah. be going on. The bad mm-hmm. podcasters and the bad YouTubers are going to be shouting as loud as possible. So it's so important to support the ones who are using that freedom to speak honestly and openly for good reasons Mm. and positivity. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we're going to run out of time soon, but um, (laughs) I'd like you to kind of talk to me a little bit about the inclusivity of the sex honest or sex positive scene, because like, Reed, there's been times I've had to be really careful on the likes on your Instagram because I don't want to come across as a creep, but <laughs> you'll be at certain events and it'll be so beautiful to see a range of sexes, races, genders, mm-hmm. uh, uh, variations of, of disabilities and all sorts of other things, all just there equal and c- celebrating and being their true selves. And it's such a positive thing. From the oh. outside, before I'd seen any of this kind of thing, I would have thought, oh, a sex party oh like you'll have a (laughs) specific thing you will think of the porn version of a sex party but it's like Mm -hmm. it is that and everything else if you know i mean it is incredibly sexy and and, Mm 10 and tender and and central, but also it's this inclusivity. So, yeah, like how important a part is that for for you guys in being part of this world? I guess. Mm,
0: I think I think the sex industry and the sex world is just is just more accessible for everyone. Yeah. It's it welcomes everybody. It's like the queer scene. The queer scene is probably the most inclusive scene that you can possibly get anywhere. They include everybody and anyone, and it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing or what you look like. They welcome you into that world, and it's very similar with the sex positive world as well. It's mm. it's almost like the more extreme things are, or the more no extremes. Not I think the right. It's like right the word. more
1: like it's like things that are hard to talk about, and things that that there are like that mm-hmm. world shame, and the rest of society is like against. If you come together outside of that together, it's always this hugely positive space and everyone's kind of just so accepting and there for each other because they know of the shame and the darkness that everyone faces on the other side. I think like for us, like when we started going to all these events and, you know, being part of this world i just remember thinking like wow like these are the nicest people i have ever the met. nicest n- nicest most empathetic understanding
0: mm. people yeah. that that just it, you just click with that you just get it i mean there's still a lot to be done there are still um sex parties that aren't inclusive and there are still spaces that have a lot of work to do but compared to the rest of the other areas and industries and workplaces <laughs> like I mean, it's a dream over here. Yeah, like, yes.
1: I mean, even the sex worker protests and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my God. They were just like the most amazing, mm-hmm. empowering spaces. I had the opportunity to take my mum to the sex workers protest out yes. here in LA when it was the foster sister times. Mm. And she got to stand there when they were doing like speeches and telling their stories. And I was like, this is like one of the most valuable things that I, I could have ever given to my mother. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah it yeah. was such a it's cool beautiful. experience and oh, i just lovely. i
0: only i only hope because sex is for everybody we like to think it's not for everybody we like to think it's only for able bodied white pretty people but that's just not the case no. sex is for everybody and the more we talk about sex the more people are wanting to dive in and learn more and and if you're using the correct terms if you are making sure that the space that you're in that you're holding is inclusive of everyone then it just it just makes sense people are people are learning without even learning it's becoming more acceptable like you know how difficult was it when Um, non-binary became mainstream and the way that people spoke, it was was really hard. A lot of people fought against it. They didn't understand it. But the more you listen to sex positive podcasts and spaces, the easier it is because you're hearing it and it's easier for you to just clock in and you know, and make a simple change is, you know, instead of a he or a she, it's a they. And yeah. and yes, we we're human. We do make mistakes. I still make mistakes, and that's perfectly okay. But it's it's having the, like the acceptance to want to learn. And sometimes it's not even learning. Sometimes you're not even like I'm going to learn to do this. It's just there. It's part it's, of the
1: conversation. It's just about conversation, isn't it?
2: Or, or the amount of people who completely erased all memory of using the words "they" or "them" prior to, mm. to, to that conversation is like I'd, I'd speak to to family members and say, I guarantee, there's been times where you've said, "Oh, I was at the doctor today," and they said this. Yeah that's it that's a that's a singular they'll be like no but they's plural it's like no you will have, you've used that as a singular many times 100%.
1: Yes,
2: plural as well that's dope that i get that and it can be confusing but yeah you're forgetting all the times you casually say they when referring to Isn't an it, individual
1: people lost their minds i feel like when i was younger when i was a kid i used they all the fucking mm. time yeah. and i remember being like corrected no it's not like it's not they. Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's for a group of people. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that the natural instinct was just to say they because yeah. it was like it's come a back around.
2: Term. My favorite, yeah. just mm-hmm. not that I want to just recite memes and tweets on here, but my favorite <laughs> thing with the recent um, protests against the banning of drag in in America because oh. it's a there's a very particular right wing argument that is used a lot, and I mm-hmm. saw a tweet that just said banning drag isn't going to solve the problem the only way to stop bad people in dresses is to have more good people in dresses
0: yes I love
2: it, that it's so perfect it's like there you go yeah. just that, that really throws Ugh. your sh- shitty gun argument on its head But yeah
0: but, I, but, saw, I saw a re- if we're on the subject <laughs> of memes I saw a really good meme yesterday which was like why are we shaming saggy boobs when testicles exist yeah I was yeah. like what
1: <laughs> the <laughs> fuck I
0: love that so much
2: it's perfect well I mean as I to wrap things up as you can see i could have talked to you guys for hours on end um, <laughs> yeah. we would
0: have loved that, that um, it's
2: so good <laughs> i, I, I want to kind of just ask you a little bit about how you navigate the world of relationships on on oh, oh. On, on, on two points here because <laughs> sex work and just being a podcaster that the, that talks about relationships because i've definitely had friends before who I'm not going to name names, but I've got a friend who's got a podcast (laughs) and she ends up talking about relationships a lot. And there was a point when we were, I was wondering, is something going to happen here? And I panicked a little bit because I'm a very private person. I was like, Mm. oh, but what if something happens and it gets talked about on the podcast? And then, so so, sex work aside, how do you kind of broach that? Because you do talk about experiences and relationships and things like that on the podcast. So how Mm. is that to, to put to partners or potential partners or how early do you put that well, to partners we
1: have to have the conversation pretty <laughs> yeah. much like on the first first or second dates yeah yeah it has, it to, has to be, like- to be a,
0: okay we have a sex podcast how do you feel about this being yeah. spoken about you can stay anonymous or we can actually name you like what are you feeling it's almost like a uh, not the interview stage but it's like a vetting process for us for dating I swear yeah, yeah. like if they're yeah. like oh no 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 and it's like, is this oh, a problem
2: this is- all right bye yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I had like a huge problem with um mm-hmm. my so I was I had a partner for four and a half years when we started the podcast and when we started to come curious actually as well and well I met him just after we started Come Curious. But he was very, like, kind of, I think he just saw it as this, like, small, like, side hobby that wasn't mm-hmm. really going to go A phase, go anywhere. it's a phase. Mm. Yeah, and then, like, the more, the bigger it got, the more kind of, like, emasculated, I think he felt. Mm-hmm. And he was very private as a person, and he didn't really like, like, he didn't want his name on the podcast. That's mm-hmm. quite understandable, but, mm-hmm. like, he didn't really like any of that side. And I I think at the time of the relationship, I was like, I think I'm thinking about doing sex work again and doing um, camming and stuff. And he was just mm-hmm. like, absolutely not. Like, you're <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> um,
0: not cool, man. Not fucking cool. <laughs> I think it's really um,
1: interesting because I think. It-
2: Everyone's allowed to have their own comfort and boundaries, but equally, yes. it's like you're allowed to tell him to f- fuck off. Then, do you know what I mean? In, 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 in <laughs> yeah, that respect, like, like I that's don't necessarily true. think it's unfair or out of order of a man say I'm not comfortable with that. Again, mm-hmm. yeah. try it; you might feel different. It might feel normal, but I, I do think it's unfair to say no. You can't do that. <laughs> you know yeah. that, that it, that's that's the the bad yeah. area.
1: It was it was just one of those relationships. I think that like the podcast wasn't good for it, but that was okay. Because yeah, the relationship was bad anyway. The wasn't good anyway, and I grew, and I was I'd, so much fucking happier I'd, without I'd it. I'd rather yeah.
2: have a podcast than you. Yes,
1: <laughs> I yeah. It's I, mean,
0: it's, yeah. It's I mean, we talk so openly on the podcast. Like mm. when you came and joined us on our podcast, and and sort of like messaging you, are you okay with talking about this and yeah, this? And yeah, I yeah. was so so like happy and proud and excited that you were willing to open up like yeah. that. Because yeah. initially, it was like, do we need to talk about music? Uh, and
2: like, Dane Baptiste is a mate, and I, I cracked up at <laughs> a couple of times that you put stuff and he yes! moved on quite quickly. And I was like, come on, Dane, you got that.
1: Go on, open. I know, come <laughs> back, Most open come guy back. in the
2: world. I love Dane dearly. But yeah, yeah I, I need it's... to actually bring something up about that episode because it's been oh, yeah. on my mind ever since, right? Mm-hmm. I started the episode. I just got in from somewhere, and it'd been cold outside, and I had a hoodie on. Mm-hmm. I kept that hoodie on. By the end of the recorded v- video episode, I am bright red, and it looks like I'm getting really embarrassed <laughs> about all these sexy conversations. But I was just sweating out, just like I, I, I don't know a right time to say I'm going to start and, or starting to take my clothes off on a video podcast isn't isn't ideal That's either. So but
0: funny.
2: I probably um... one of the clips went up, and I thought I just look like I'm blushing in this. <laughs>
0: Just got, That's great No we love that Just The the good, rose. And yeah, also yeah. It makes for good content Makes for good watching yeah, um, But yeah You you opened up So well with us um, yeah. And the amount Of compliments And people have Messaged
1: in Being like Oh my god Scroobius Pip He's daddy He's so daddy Oh well, yeah There was a comment is, That was like Every oh. single woman Wants to fuck Scroobius Pip yes, After this episode
0: well, yeah. Yeah. You know, and This is what I the wanted positives To say of doing a pro- of going on a podcast. <laughs> so my friend Messaged me oh my god dude I ended up having a sex dream about him last night which is in in reference to you so amazing. yeah you're in it
2: amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> Make I, it love way. It. I love um, it but to go back to the relationship stuff
2: because on the sex work front as well because when I met my mm, partner yes. who was a sex worker like I was fully aware I was I was a fan it was a good yeah. thing this wasn't a problem but again it is a weird thing to have to bring up if so if you have met someone through a different means like Basically, if you meet someone on social media now, they're going to know because of how your social media is, right? And and that's what yeah. happened with my partner. I knew what my partner's love yes. was because she was a proud sex worker. But mm. if we hadn't met, I don't know how comfortable it would have been to bring that up, how I would have reacted in the moment, being caught yeah. off guard, you know.
0: It's a, yeah. I mean, you've got two sides of it. Well, what we put out is what we expect people to see. And it's like, again, part of this vetting process. It's on my dating profile. Mm. But you also get the other side where a lot of people fetishize what you do and yeah. um, fetishize being a oh, sex God. worker or fetishize that you put on lingerie and, and take like hot photos and end up being like, well, you know, like let's create OnlyFans content together when we haven't even said another word to each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's that fantasy of us being really like, open about sex and, you know, we're going to show you this whole new world. And then when it actually comes down to it, that can become really complicated. Both Florence and I have had experiences where they've been fine with it at the beginning, but the more serious something gets, the more they realise they actually can't handle it. And they actually yeah. do have a problem with it. And there is that internal shame there. That's what
2: you touched upon earlier of the dehumanisation. So, yes. And then when you when you gradually become a human to them, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. they're suddenly uncomfortable like, oh, with it. It's yeah. oh, like, Oh, yeah. shit, you're a human, you're a... Re- yeah. You're a real person. It's I don't, weird, I don't right? know how I feel about this, even though all the way through I'm saying, like, but yes, like going and doing foot worship meets is everything to me. I enjoy it so much. It's something I don't want to stop. Mm. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And they're still going, oh, but it's weird and it's gross. And it's like, yes, that's exactly why I fucking love it. <laughs> I, that's I, the I point. love that. But that's the point. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like there's a lack of acceptance into who we really are as people. Mm. You know, it's that's this, the thing, right? It's it? the. It's the fantasy that like, you know, we're good girls on the inside and this is all just a facing front. And when we're not, it's like, oh, Christ, like, what am I going to tell my parents? Like, how do I deal with talking to my work colleagues or to my friends that that she's an open, not just a secret sex worker, Mm. but open about it on her social media? I feel like a lot of the time we're just dealing with a lot of immaturity around it, a lot of immaturity and misinformation and no drive to want to learn
1: something else. To, to, yeah. to ask us directly it's fucking amazing when people are supportive though mm. like, oh my god yeah so much I remember when yeah. my ex was like just like yeah like I think it's so boss that you do only fans like I was yes. so so cool mm. and I never like you know asked it I never prompted that mm. it just sort of like came out of nowhere and I was just like oh like I, I, it felt really nice that yeah. he was proud of me for doing something that maybe a lot of partners wouldn't really be down for. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Same with uh, my
0: relationship before my last one my ex we were together for seven years and he was the most supportive understanding person like he was there for me through through everything and there was no judgment from him there was maybe some confusion afterwards with him trying to figure out if like non-monogamy and monogamy was his thing but all the way through he was so supportive and we talked a lot about it and I know that there are people out there, but it's it's quite rare and hard to find. Dating's I think it's definitely hard. D- for us. Dating. <laughs> yeah, oh my <laughs>
2: God. Of course. But again, I think you've you've nailed it there that it, it is something that needs to be discussed right at the start. Because mm-hmm. why bother mm-hmm. otherwise? Because do yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Because again, I do. Th- Thing it's complex, and it's the same as you touch upon monogamy, non-monogamy, and you talk about all the different kind of different ogamies that are <laughs> that are an option, kind of thing, <laughs> and they're all okay, and they're all okay to not not be into. But yes, you need to make sure you're on the same page uh, uh, with it's, each other.
0: Yeah, the same page. Monogamy is just as beautiful as as non-monogamy. Yeah. there are no like differences in levels. Yeah. Although at the moment I feel like we're going through this wave where it's like cool to be non-monogamous, mm-hmm. or yeah, and it's it's they are both equal. But I lost my train of thought. No, but no. <laughs> I, I, again,
2: I know I, I completely th- I think you're right. I remember having a friend years mm-hmm. ago who I kind of f- fell out with because they were in an open relationship but they were really judgmental of everyone who's not in an open relationship they were very much like they've all not learned that this is the best way to be it's like no it's the best for you and that's so fucking beautiful but yeah it's not the best for this person here and that's beautiful too like all of these things are okay and i think like the way i always kind of reasoned it out with a sex work so i said i dated a sex worker and i had my my boundaries and, and my limits like amazingly mm-hmm. supportive I'd love coming up with ideas and 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 and, th- and throwing in shoot ideas and content suggestions but equally I didn't want to see everything I, I, yes. I, I wanted our sexual exchanges to be ours mm-hmm. and then the you work ones boundaries. to be work ones kind of yeah mm-hmm. and, and put boundaries in. that's fine but the reason I could j- kind of justify that was I know that when I was touring I had no problem with people with anyone who would say I don't want to date a musician because you're mm-hmm. on the road for nine months of the year or just because musicians <laughs> yeah. have terrible reputations but as, <laughs> yeah, as, as we yeah. know Florence um,
0: <laughs> but, um but
2: um but yeah it's, it, I think it, it, things like that are fine it's fine to say I wouldn't be hugely offended if someone had said to me I don't want to date someone with your lifestyle because it's it is a choice so but you need to get that mm-hmm. out of the way quickly because why agree. waste time with someone who's then going to secretly mm-hmm. turn around and go actually I'm not comfortable with any of this. I think you should stop yeah. doing it. I think this and think that. And it's like, ah. And then ah.
1: you're already in love with them. Yeah, and it's and it's too, late. Like it's too late. And yeah. Okay. It's too it, late. Yeah,
0: it's. It's almost like when you put it on your dating profile, or when mm-hmm. you say it the first time you meet someone. It's accepting yourself. If you're not saying that, mm. then there's a part yeah, of you that yeah, doesn't yeah. fully accept yourself yeah. and your your beliefs or your um your deal breakers. Like I've I've got very strict deal breakers on mine now which is like they they must respect sex workers mm-hmm. they they yeah. they must be into kink they you know they must be non monogamous or poly otherwise we're going to both hurt each other we're going to yeah. break each other's hearts and and that's not fair on anyone so yeah definitely put that stuff out there it's if it's important to you it should be important
1: to the yeah. person you're trying to attract yeah. Yeah, we'll keep you updated on how it all goes. Yeah. 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 I'll be tuning <laughs> Yeah. It? It'll yeah. be fine. I'll find
2: out. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you'll see on so, social media. So, yeah.
2: so, what is ahead? I'll, I'll wrap things up by kind of asking, mm-hmm. what's ahead? Obviously, you've got the book coming out, mm-hmm. Florence. What uh, have you got? Any kind of outrageous? grand goals or ambitions um, of what you want to do with the podcast, with mm. the YouTube, or just in in, in this world yeah. in general?
1: Gosh, we just want to go, like, we want to go more global. Like, that's mm-hmm. always been our mission, is just to, like, reach more and more and more people so that we can get more people just having conversations about sex that might, you know, change their lives and make them feel more comfortable about themselves. Um, we're definitely thinking about, we're going to have a big rebrand. Yeah. At some point very very soon which yeah. we're super excited about. There's
0: things there's things bubbling underneath the surface. <laughs> Lots of things at the moment and it's been it's been a mad roller coaster for us. It really has. We've yeah. we've gone we've gone through it all in the past year, I would say. But yeah, good things will be coming. I mean, we've got Florence's book launch coming up. Florence is coming to London and we actually yes. get to spend some proper time to time Yay. together which will be really nice. We're supposed to be talking at uh, We Out Here Festival, which I hope Florence can make. Um, Yeah, we'll see. Just, yeah, more big stuff. We just want to talk in big big crowds and help get into more people's ears and help educate people and help them feel more comfortable about themselves. That's the whole point of what we do.
1: Yeah. And go buy my book. Yay.
0: (laughs) The talk side
2: of things, it's such an important topic because people are very quick to point the finger at the free access to pornography as is an issue for so mm-hmm. many young men being not well adjusted but it's education that solves that it's not yeah. like, you, like you can't put it all back in the bag now porn's out there it's mm-hmm. it's a thing whether you like it or not it's there so it yeah. is talking about these things and educating properly rather than the only thing young men and women have to go by is some porn videos or whatever else.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. changing the laws around sex work and sex education and pornography, that would be the mm. ultimate dream, like doing doing stuff on a big scale. And I think, you know, who knows? Maybe there's some politicians out there listening to our podcast mm. and it's actually changing a few ideas.
1: Yeah. So maybe we're getting there. Maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: maybe the one that was at number 10, the curious fucker fucked at number 10.
0: Oh my God, yeah. We had a, this crazy fuck off story of um someone literally having sex in oh, wow. 10 Downing Street who was a curious fucker who sent in their story it was mad That's and Boris Johnson texted
1: who they were pegging at the time oh they were being pegged as well they were being
0: yes.
2: pegged yes I mean this is <laughs> what, a, what a teaser to end on <laughs>
0: You have to listen to the episode to find out more. Go and listen,
2: exactly. Well, (laughs) thank you both for taking the time to chat today. And just thank you in general for all your work. I said I appreciate your existence in the world. So, yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you for for having us us on. on. Honestly, like you have been an inspiration. We like, I don't want to say we grew up watching you or I grew up (laughs) listening to you because that sounds kind of creepy. But like in like the most... Positive, beautiful, sexy kind of way.
2: Yeah, good. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you, guys.
0: Yeah, thank Yay. you.
1: You've been listening to Scroobius
0: Pip's Distraction Pieces.